high. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Third time's the charm, eh? Right. Yo, it's okay. This is gonna be a good one. I can feel it in my bones. Man, what is good, y'all? Welcome. Today we have a very special guest. I'm your host, Cameron. Y'all know that. Today we have Nicole from Healing with Nicole, my homegirl, Nicole. Carol, what is good? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm glad we got this figured out. <laughs> oh, technology hates us right now, but that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Person. Um, Man, how was January for you? Oh, Happy my. New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you, too. Oh, January was like a whole year and a month for me. <laughs> I feel you've been busy. Um, so a couple friends experienced loss this month. Mm, and condolences to them. And so that was like really hard. And then I just felt like everything I just felt like a very like death rebirth type situation. Yeah. You know, like, why am I doing this? Like, should I keep doing what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Is this content Mm. worth it? Should I keep doing my side business? Like, I don't like my job, but I should be grateful for my job. You know, like it was a lot Mm -hmm. of like up and down type feelings have you i don't expect you to have any answers or have come to any conclusions especially with all these retrogrades barely ending and uh mercury finally going direct i feel like this is just the the period of time where we really notice these things and and have to deal with them firsthand right yeah definitely um i think though i do have answers i do like i've been sit I sit on ideas for so long like um I'm creating products um and so I'm gonna be I'm launching them this month um this is my my abuelita's birthday month um the one that battled cancer and um I I just I have them creating these projects and these products in honor of her and I just feel like Um, January kind of showed me that, you know, I am a creative person, but it doesn't mean that I have to be in the creative box that is Instagram with like reels and like no shade to anybody that does reels, but I'm not going to be like pointing at freaking text (laughs) boxes and shit. You know what I mean? And like, that's not where it's at for me, you know, like I feel mm-hmm. like podcasting videos, um, that that's where it's at. Reiki, you know, I'm still doing Reiki healing. Um, yes. And I definitely want to get into it and pick apart your brain. Yes. I, I needed to check in, see what the vibes were. Yeah. I'm happy you're going through with these projects. Yeah. Never limit yourself. Never box yourself in. There's so much more to, what you are capable of than that box that is the virtual world anyway exactly and that was like a big realization it was like the the follower count doesn't mean anything it really doesn't you know it doesn't um and I learned that too because I work for um I support another business and I do like back-end work for them I post to their Etsy shop okay and they have hella followers and it's like how come you don't have engagement? Like, how come you aren't making, like, you know, like, more? Why isn't there more? Like, why aren't... And then it's, like, it's Instagram is just, like, I love it and I dislike it all in the same... Yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? But you don't Uh need Instagram to be successful. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, a cool hub. It's like, if it wasn't Instagram, it'd be Twitter. You know what I mean? Exactly. It'd be like a fucking community center or some shit. The vibes don't change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, uh, 
what are your placements again? Can you remind us? Can you fill us in? Can we get that inside scoop? Yes, I'll give you the tea on that. Um, Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Scorpio Rising, <laughs> Venus in Gemini. That's my fave. That's my fave. Right there. Right there. That's all I need. That's all I need. Honestly. That's perfect. Man. The, the Venus in Gemini follows me everywhere I go I love it isn't mm-hmm. it such a I'm still thinking about not to get too tea already but I'm still thinking about that last conversation we had where I was giving the go ahead on um oh yeah 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 I know I know what you're saying yeah yeah you know what you know that conversation we had about that person <laughs> you know that person kind of like it just fizzled you know what I mean like the excitement Mm. but I feel like that's such a Venus and Gemini thing like those ideas and impulses the excitement like I'm all about excitement and I have my north node in Taurus and my man is a Taurus so it's like but then it's like if I meet a Gemini that's what we'll call him, a Gemini. If I meet a Gemini, there's something there. And I don't know if it's my Venus in Gemini that just, like, wants to turn up or what. <laughs> yeah, because I think as a Cancer, you can already be, um, no offense to the Cancerians. I love me some Cancers. But y'all could be, like, homebodies. Period, you know? yeah. And, and the Gemini is the traveler, baby. We got the wings on our feet. So Ooh. we go in places, and I think it brings out an adventurous curiosity. And Venus is all about, you know, excitements, pleasures, lovely things of life. And I think one of those lovely things is curiosity. And when you be around that Gemini energy, you're like, oh, shit. You, you're really doing that? I was thinking about that the other day. It's funny that you're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... Um... But Taurus baby daddy, okay, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Run. Yeah, it's it's solid, you know, like yeah. I need foundation. And I feel like, you know, I've dated a few Gemini's. Like I was after our conversation that day, I went through like the Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like, how come I've dated hella Gemini's and it's been a hot mess, you know, but it's been exciting mm-hmm. too though. Like mm-hmm. but there's no stability there, you know. Mhm. For sure, it's for sure. But it's fun. From the Gemini placements. Yeah. They'll never, they'll never stop following me. Anyway, aside from the tea, I'm happy to hear that you are really deepening this career, this platform that you've built for yourself. Can you talk a little bit about your personal podcast, Healing with Nicole? Yeah, so... As I said, I sit on projects forever. So just to give you a little background, back in the day, like 2017, 2018, I used to have an account called Beauty and Beer. And I used, yeah, and I used to go to, so this was when like craft beer was exploding, particularly in Sacramento. Okay. And I had you know like I was thinking that this was gonna be it for me like I'm gonna hit it big there's no girl out here doing this but the reality was um I was just drinking way too much and it was just a way for me to try to escape the sadness in my life and ultimately I had put myself on a couple beer podcasts but I just did like little clips for them for like it's Mm -hmm. it's a you know men mostly men are in that industry um, of craft beer. Mm-hmm. And then I totally slashed that and I cut it out. And then, you know, I, I was like, I really want to talk about my mental health. I really want to talk about my journey. And my best friend was like, you sit on all these ideas, but you don't execute. And then one day I, you know, I started my podcast recording on my recliner, just got on anchor. Cause I had seen how, you know, you did it. Mm -hmm. amber does it you know i'm Mm -hmm. like so easy like why can't i do it you know and um i just started talking about my life and talking about my drug addiction my alcohol abuse the abuse in my life um and i never thought that i would continue and be where i'm at and be a guest on so many other podcasts because of my podcast and Mm -hmm. um 
It's been Which a- I think is so dope. It's so exciting. It is. <laughs> it, like when you ask me to be on your podcast, I get so, it's not that I get nervous. It's an excitement. Like it's a really mm-hmm. fun excitement, but um, I'm grateful that, you know, through my journey, you know, people can make, you know, determinations in their own life and see that, Hey, you're not alone. Like people Amen. go, people go through shit, you know, and I'm not perfect and I don't judge and not to get too deep, but to kind of poke at your rising Scorpio, when you talk about drug addiction and alcohol addiction, can you elaborate on those? Oh yeah. And especially, well, I'd like to know specifics so I could kind of teleport to that time. So I'm looking for age. Of course. Do you feel? Yeah. So, um, growing up, I saw a lot of, people in my family like drink and party and all that um I didn't have the easiest childhood yes and um I actually started drinking at a young age so it was like I was allowed to drink you know like with Mm -hmm. my family and stuff like that but then I started drinking like in sixth grade um like sneaking like a shot of tequila or sneaking some of my dad's boxed wine And then, um, like high school, I was that kid who was sitting in the back of the class, like super lit, drinking, (laughs) like drinking. I used to sneak tequila in a water bottle. And I'd put like Sprite in the water bottle and I would just like open it in class and drink it or like share it with someone. And that was me. Um, Mm -hmm. I smoked, I started smoking weed. Like that's my, I always joke around and say that's my longest relationship is with... (laughs) Mary Jane, because I started smoking weed when I was like 14, Mm -hmm. like seventh or eighth grade. Um, And then I had my wisdom teeth pulled out senior year. And that's when my love affair with Vicodin began. Um, And uh, yeah, I just loved uh, Vicodin, Norco's, started smoking cigarettes. I drank a lot. Alcohol has always been like a huge thing. Um, Started doing coke when I was like 20. Yeah. Started doing coke and you know, well, when people say, oh, I've only done coke, you really don't know what the powder is because like... I was just going to say, I have horrible experiences with cocaine and one of them had me up for 48 hours. And yeah. I God, that shit was laced with some other shit. And I, yeah. never, I haven't done it since. Yeah. I'm terrified. Especially now in the current climate that we're in. Like, when I was doing coke, I really got in really deep with a lot of heavy hitters. Like, dealers. And, you know, like, cutting mm-hmm. it from the brick. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, oh, I know who it's coming from. But then as... Yeah. You know, I, as I lost control and the people around me started to lose control, it's like that's when like the the drugs got bad. You know what I mean? It's like, what am I mm-hmm. snorting? Um, then you know, it was who knows what I was snorting. You know, white china or you know, some people say heroin or mm-hmm. meth. Mm-hmm. You just don't know, but. Um, it wasn't Which is the... why you can never trust these people, no matter what the fuck they say. Exactly. And I mean, before I was getting clean coke, it was coming off the brick. Like I was seeing it. Like it was. I was like deep in mm. stuff. And then um, I started snorting oxycotton. I was into that for a while. Um, heavy. I was heavy into the opioids and. Um, yeah so it's like uh rue's journey on euphoria lightweight gives me anxiety because that's because it's it's releasing the same chemicals that were released in your brain when you were experiencing those moments and yeah it's giving you the same reaction it gives me a lot of stress because i'm like oh my god you know like yeah i can't imagine it feels good like at all no and um uh, I got so after I got clean off the coke, I was get I was on um, like antidepressants and anti anxiety. I ended up getting high off those and abusing those. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like mid twenties, and then um, I met a group of people, and we were just doing like ecstasy like every weekend. Mm-hmm. And Isn't then it I, crazy how certain energy, certain friends, like, yeah. you just know they're down. 
and you can really if you don't set up those clear boundaries you can get caught up so fast so fast and then um i was doing mdma i was in the city i was in sf i was drinking 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 bottles you know um mm-hmm. and then i kind of stopped all like the substances and then you know my grandma got sick and then it was just alcohol then i was just like drowning myself in liquor and weed and I mean, when I say like weed, it was like, cause you can abuse weed. Like Death. weed is like this beautiful plant, but you can also abuse it. And I was smoking like four blunts to the face and then going to go drink. Damn. I feel you. And it's like t- totally numb. And, um, now, you know, this year I'm going to be 37 and beautiful. I, you know, I smoke occasionally now. I don't feel like I love Mary Jane. I love her. I'm gonna love her forever. She's the mm-hmm. she's the girl that's never really done me wrong. You know, but uh, <laughs> I I respect her. You know, I'll I'll take my little CBD drops or my tincture or you know I'll t- smoke a little J, mm-hmm. um, and I'll have a glass of wine. But it's all about limitations, you know. But a lot of my memories is just like numbing pain, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel you. And I think, first of all, thank you for sharing and being so honest and open. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. What do you think catalyzed the shift between choosing a more coherent lifestyle? Gosh. Um, you know, I, I will say this, like I have, I have a group of friends who I've been friends with since forever. And mm. when I was doing drugs, like I remember my friend James and we still talk about this to this day where he like caught me doing a line of Coke um, on a ping pong table at a party mm-hmm. and he got so mad at me and he was like yelling at me and he's never yelled at me ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only time that he's ever yelled at me. And um mm. I kind of like hid from my friends and I hid from everyone. And I feel you. I definitely have different people that I reach out to for different. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, you know where you can vibe and you can, but at, at one point I was just tired. I was tired of being tired. I was tired of feeling like shit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, draining. Yeah. Not pretty. Yeah. It was so draining and the catalyst was like when my grandma was dying, my niece was born, Mm. you know, my brother's daughter. So Mm -hmm. then I was like, damn, like she kind of honestly, like we talk about this a lot, but like she gave me a reason to still live because I was very suicidal during Mm -hmm. like my grandma's battle with cancer. But I was like, Mm -hmm. I, I love my niece so much and I love my brother so much. I was like, I can't. Like, that was the motivation to stop drinking. Children are angels. Children mm-hmm. are angels. And she definitely is the angel in my life. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just, I was tired. It was, you know, a lot of therapy. I went to therapy. I went to group therapy. And... What do you like more? Do you like one-on-one therapy more or group therapy? What makes you feel more comfortable? So, like... I'm hella anti-group therapy. I was. I was hella anti-group. <laughs> My therapist, Joy. Rising Scorpio, yeah. <laughs> Joy would be like, you should try a group. And I'm like, nah. Like, straight up, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck about these people. Like, and that's so, like, cold. But that's how I can be. You know, I'm like, I don't care about these people. Why am I going to hear about their problems? Then I'm going to worry about their problems and not focus on my problems, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then she was like, I really think that it would be good for you. And I was like, you know, fine. So mm-hmm. I ended up going to group. And it was a group um, for people who have like, um, I was the youngest. I was one of the youngest people in the group. Okay. Um, it was for people who like lost a loved one. Got like, you. A grief. Yeah. It was, it was like um of grieving and like people who had to like care for terminally ill individuals gotcha so it was like widows widowers Mm -hmm. um and i'm just this woman this young woman who's talking about my grandma and 
I just, I was like, you know, all right, I'm going to go into it and I'm going to be real and I'm going to be raw. And I just remember like the first day, like sharing and I could, I couldn't talk about my grandmother's death without bawling my eyes out. Mm -hmm. So sensitive. And, you know, like listening to other people, like this woman was married for like 45 years and then her husband was like sick for five and then he passed away and she doesn't know what to do. And it was like, and then interacting with these people, you know, Mm -hmm. and by the end of the class, you know, it was like, whoa, like I made all this progress. We made all this progress as a group. A lot of people ended up like dropping out and I actually stuck it through until the end. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because there was like a thunderstorm and I showed up to class and no one showed up except for me. Oh, wow. And the th- Yeah. And the therapist was like, can I talk to you about something? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm here, yeah. you know, <laughs> and she was like, have you ever heard of Reiki? Mm-hmm. And I was like. I have, you know, and she was like, I really think that Reiki would be good for you. She was like, I don't think you realize how powerful you are. And she's like, I don't think she's like, like, she put me on like that Mm -hmm. day. She gave me a card and it was the last day. And she was like, I would love to give you a hug. And I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I get kind of teary eyed right now because it's like. She was an angel. She was an angel to me because she was like, you have this energy. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, really? Like, and I remember the last day of class, like after she hugged me and like we walked out together and I sat, I sat in my car and I cried for like Mm -hmm. a good 10 minutes. I was like, what is this? Like, you know, and I had known about Reiki. I had seen Reiki practitioners and all that, but I, like she mm-hmm. really put me on, and that's where everything kind of started. Was that that's beautiful? I mean, I so much hardship, so much turmoil, but that moment, I love that it was just you and her. I love that no one else showed up. Yeah, it was just us, and I was like, "Wow, those are my favorite moments." Yeah. Oh, wow. So for you, I understand why Reiki is your medium. I feel like Mm -hmm. it found you. It's one of those things that you didn't have to push hard for. It was organic. Mm -hmm. That's very much, very much. Speaking about everything that you said about your healing journey, um, a book that I've been reading as of lately due to a recommendation from my homegirl Danny shout out Danny uh I've been reading The Power of Now by Mm. Eckhart Tolle have you read Mm -hmm. yes yes and today I was reading the chapters over the pain body and how when we are scared or feel like we might be threatened might have to fight might have to get in an argument soon our pain body surfaces and it's our pain body that has to react under this intense stimuli and, and and find a way back to safety find a way back to homeostasis and i think that in regards to group therapy sometimes it's very helpful to have a very clear mirror of what you think you are even of what you think you aren't you know what i mean mm-hmm do you think it was cathartic to to listen to all these other people share their stories? Were you, I don't know, did it make it easier to open up about where you were coming from? Because I feel like at that point, because even in my own, uh, I don't want to say battles with drugs, I swear, I feel like... Uh, I'm only, I only smoke weed, okay? Mm-hmm. But the people, like, my family makes me feel like I'm a crackhead, bro. Like, It's crazy how, like, the, the demonizing of marijuana and it's, like, nice. that's how my parents and my family was. Like, my dad found, like, an ounce in my room when I was in high school and it was, like, the end of the world. Bro, right? 
and it's like but they're i've done worse you know <laughs> like this is not this is not what you need to worry about bro like, at all like at all and when they say that it's a gateway drug i feel like that's a lie i feel like alcohol is a gateway to everything mm-hmm. yeah you think mm-hmm. because it's so accessible and they market it so because where do you find coke you find coke at the club when you're out drinking this look at you come on like oh my gosh you're not not even gonna cap it's literally i I got offered that that late (laughs) stuff at a bar and i was seven jack and cokes deep it was a night let me tell you yeah Uh, the bartender was a scorpio Mm -hmm. it's never when it's never when you're smoking a blunt with your friends at home that someone's like, hey, I have this cocaine. Like, that's pretty rare. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, come Unless on. you're, like, with the drug dealer and he's, like, unloading all his product. I used to be really close friends with this drug dealer and we would have to go, you know, schmob to the city, get his stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just so funny to me to have access to all these things. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so... I forget what my last question was, but I want to take it somewhere else with Reiki. Can you elaborate more on the first experiences you had with Reiki? And then I want to talk about my first experience of Reiki with you because that was really powerful for me. Okay, yeah. So um, I had gotten Reiki done by a practitioner. I've only had distance Reiki done. Um, And it was just like, it really helped me... Um, move through a lot of emotional stuff. I I was holding like a lot of anger and sadness and um, Reiki really helped with that. And uh, I really just felt the intensity and the colors and the feelings. And when I would talk to her, I just, it was something that kind of just felt like home. And so when everything happened with, you know, these lockdowns and stuff and we were at home I got into crypto and that's how I was able to make money in crypto and that's how I paid for my Reiki classes like it worked out everything seamlessly worked out with Reiki for me um and then I you know I did Reiki one I did Reiki two um and I started practicing on myself and then I started practicing on my mom so my mom was pretty much my first in-person Reiki person that I practiced on. Like Uh my mom, like my mom was open to it. I practiced on her and I practiced on my dad and I would practice on myself. And then I had this huge resistance in regards to how am I going to practice on people when there's these lockdowns, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really want to practice distance but I felt this like resistance and this fear. And so I reached out to my teacher at the time and she was like, you know, you just have to do it. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I can help you. But it was so funny how everything panned out because she never got back to me. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out mm. to a classmate and I was like, Hey, have you done distance Reiki? And she was like, yeah, let me give you my notes and this and this and that. We could practice and then she got sick and I didn't hear from her. So it was like, like the universe was like, no, you need to do this. Like you need to like do it yourself and go handle. You need to like, cause like for me and I'm very much like someone who needs like, show me how to do it, you know? But um, like the step by step. I like the step by step. I'm very meticulous in that way. But with Reiki, you kind of got to create your own. Everybody does exactly. Reiki differently. You know exactly. what I mean? Yes. I've gone to many people who I trust, teachers and things like that. Everybody does Reiki differently. It's your mm-hmm. own. You got to put your own flavor on it. Just like tarot mm-hmm. readings. Everybody I was just going to say, I feel the same way about tarot. Everybody does tarot differently. You know, there's plenty of people. There's plenty of room at the table for people to come eat. If you want to get into it, get into it because your style is going to be different than mine or someone else's, you know? Facts. And your your community is your community. Exactly. God assigned, bro. Yes. So then that's when I started 
contemplating like who am I gonna do distance Reiki on you know because like my friends like my real life friends they might not be open to it except for my best friend Amanda mm-hmm. Shout out Amanda. yeah and I love her so much and <laughs> I was like okay I, I actually practice in person with her but I've also done distance with her but then that's when I reached out to to you to Sam and I was like hey like I need to practice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I was like, would you be interested? It's free. Like, I just, I'm trying to find, find my way through this. And I'm so grateful that both of you were so open and excited. Like, to yeah. Because I had never even been one offered. And two, it's like, I'm so picky with who I trust obviously as mm-hmm. is everyone I would yeah hope. right so it just felt like it was time and it went so beautifully and I have to agree when things are meant to happen everything seamlessly falls into place the materials the tools I think at this time I had been working with my crystal people over the summer already mm-hmm. um, and I had some like pretty nice stones in my collection and I definitely had them on top of me beside me during our sessions and I know it just elevated everything to the other level so when you do your Reiki sessions what goes in your mind when you're preparing like what's the preparation for you if you don't mind sharing of course yeah I actually love this question so I'm going to preface it with, I always get people who want to like, oh, can you do Reiki for me right now? Can you do it like at this moment? And it's like, I have a schedule for a reason because there's a process. Yes. I can't just go back to back with Reiki healings. There's a process for me. So when you schedule, I get excited. I'm like, oh, I have an appointment. Um, I have to be cleansed. So I have to be showered, hair washed, everything. Um, I go outside, I get grounded. I, you know, um, call on my ancestors. Um, soak up the sun. Yeah, I soak up the sun. I have my bare feet on the grass. I have my prayers that I do. Um, and then I have a table. So I have a coffee table that I set up and I clean that. I clean it off. That's part of my process. I burn some Palo Santo or sage. Beautiful. Um, now, um, as I'm getting more experience and more deep into the energy, I do cover my head. So I'll like wear um, like a little turban or mm-hmm. like a head wrap. Um, I'll put crystals where your chakras would be. Mm-hmm. So I set the table up. I put the crystals down. I'll light a candle. Then um, I get myself ready. You know, I call in your guides, my guides, your higher self, all entities that are for highest and best. You know what I mean? Like I do my little spiel. Then I call in the Reiki energy. And then the way that I do it, and this is my style, um, I start at the crown and I work every single body system possible. So um, I'll open up the crown. I'll work your scalp, your cranium, your brain. Um, your brain cells, uh, I'll go down the face, the face muscles, the jaw, you know, mm-hmm. every single, like I take my time because I'm sending that energy through, you know. And, this... and what is that energy that you're sending? So Reiki is life force energy. So it's, it's this life force energy that exists that you call upon it. And it's not my energy that I'm pouring into you. I'm kind of like the straw. Mm-hmm. and the, the Reiki- conduit yes i'm the conduit and it's just pouring the straw, through. that's so cute I yeah you. you know and you're just getting the energy and you know as a practitioner you're not supposed to be putting your energy into it because that's how you get drained mm-hmm. um if you're doing it properly then you're gonna feel energy and then i'm gonna buzz too from it because i'm also kind of getting a healing as well yes interesting But it's all about, for me and the way that I work it, I am directing the energy where to go. So Mm -hmm. um, for me and my style, I really, especially with everything going on, you know, I like to focus on the lungs and like the trachea and the breakdown of the, the lungs and 
your heart, your ventricles, your aorta, you know, your red blood cells, Mm -hmm. your white blood cells. I break it all down. I go from the head all the way to the feet, front of the body, back of the body. When you're Um, in this zone, is it visual for you? Is that how you dictate what you're specifying? Or is it more of a vocalization that you do? Or is it just the inner cancer knowing? It's a little, it's a, it's a combo because sometimes, um, I'll see things like I recently had a session with a client and I hadn't, I had, I saw a child and Mm. I was like, okay, Mm. I see a child. All right. Mm. Um, and I'll note that, you know, and Mm. sometimes like I'll go over, for example, go over the stomach, stomach acid, you know what I mean? And like, I'll burp. So I'll get, mm. I'll have physical sensation. So if I burp, that means that the person has a lot of worry. Got you. Um, I'll get tears, like tears will form. And sometimes I'll get a visualization of something. Like I'll see a man and I'll be like, okay, this could be a relationship, father figure. Um, okay. Sometimes I'll feel like pain, I'll feel physical pain, like in the shoulders. I'm like, okay, mm. are they emotionally supported right now? Are they carrying a lot of weight that they shouldn't be? Um, And so that's kind of how I go. And sometimes I, so I talk while I'm doing the Reiki session. I'll be like, okay, sending the Reiki energy to your hip bone, your hip joint, Mm -hmm. going down the thigh, you know, and then sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll feel something there. And sometimes I'll like. Do you spend more time? Yeah. I'll be like, okay, what's here? all right, we're going to move that out. Or sometimes if I go over like the heart and I feel sadness, I'll, I'll like out loud, I'll say, okay, I'm sending you unconditional love. Like you deserve love, Amen. You, you know, things like that will just naturally come out. And so once I'm done with the session, you know, I've gone over everything. I will remove myself from the session and usually I'll program the energy to continue for a period of time. Mm -hmm. While I'm out of that bubble, you know, it's still continuing for you. And then I will write everything down, whatever comes up. And, you know, depending on what type of session the person, you know, I'm I'm very much about people being comfortable. If they don't want to be on the Zoom with me, we can just email or DM. But if they're on the Zoom with me, we talk about it. You know, we, we chat about it and, um, that you know, I get confirmation. You know, like the, the the little girl that I saw, she was like, "Oh, that's my daughter." And it's like, Aww. okay, you know, things like that. Or I've seen people's mothers, or I've seen, and I don't even know who these people are. It just pops up in my mind. You I know? feel you, yes. Um, and and that's just kind of how it goes. And and normally, um, also I work on balancing the chakras before I end the. Yeah, so I was going to ask you if you notice. I mean, when you come across heavier areas is how I'll describe it as heavy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you associate that as like a blockage of some sorts? And then depending on like, obviously where it's located in the body, you intuitively knowing what chakra is generally in that area is, does it help you better like tap into that specific space? So what happens, like, for example, like a lot of people have a lot of stagnant or heavy energy near the heart chakra. It's either very closed, um, closed off energy or like a blockage there. There might have been like pain, um, a relationship that caused that. Mm -hmm. So I'll work more on the heart chakra. But what I usually do is once I work on the on the physical body, Mm -hmm. Um, I will tap into each chakra and then I'll balance them. So I'll kind of feel them out. Like I'll put one hand on the crown, one hand on the root. And then it's kind of like, okay, who's giving me more feedback or are we kind of equal? And then I kind of just jump around and feel. And then I make determinations like, okay, looks like the, the root chakra needs some balancing because the root chakra needs balancing. That's why the crown chakra isn't, you're not getting those messages through your crown chakra because your roots blocked. Mm. And a lot of people focus on, on the top, but you need to focus on the bottom up. Oh yeah. If anything, I feel like my lower chakras have been the ones who have been fucked up. Mm -hmm. 
But everybody sure. wants to focus. Everyone's like, oh, I want the downloads. I want the third eye. And it's like, that's not going to open until you handle the safety and security in your root chakra. Oh, yeah. The death and rebirth in your sacral. Mm-hmm. You know, the release of worry out of your solar. Like, mm-hmm. that all has to happen. So when we're done with the session and we're chatting, I will give people homework. Like, this is what I want you to do. This is what... And you, obviously they, they can choose to do it or not, but mm-hmm. um, I am like super grateful that I have clients and I always tell people this is like a poor business model, but the goal is for you to be able to heal yourself. Amen. The goal is like this whole like, goo, I'm a guru or like people like idolize other people. No, 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 no. That's not it. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be by your side until you're ready to walk on your own. I'm mm-hmm. like the busted little training wheel on the side of the bike. You know what I you're mean? So when you were funny, a kid, yes. you had the one <laughs> training wheel, you kind of lean on it and then you like pick up and keep riding. That's me. <laughs> yes. You don't need me. You could just, you don't need me. And yeah. I have clients who will be like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. And they'll come every couple months just for like a little tune up. But then I'm like, hey, you're doing great. Like, there's a lot of people out there who create this, like, oh, you need this. You have to do this. It's like I had a client who was like, do I need to do this every week? I'm like, no. I need you to process everything that came up in this session before you come for a next one. Yeah. Because if you haven't, then what are you doing? Like, then you're just, yeah, you are getting like, because you get like a good feeling from the session but that's not Mm -hmm. solving your problems that's not addressing the root of your issues true I will say in my sessions with you I immediately felt comfortable Mm -hmm. I felt very safe very calm she sent me an audio track I think it was through YouTube so yeah I knew what time to start and so I played the track I had my humidifier going you know essential oils candle was lit space was clear i had all the crystals near me thank god literally thank god i have a plethora of different stones and i brought them all out like i had everything laid out and was laying you know the taurus was in the bed with everything around him all the jewels all the things yes and one of the first things that really mm, caught my attention was i noticed how I was able to see certain emotions almost as pimples in my body. They were just like clumps of, of energy. Um, and you know, like when you have acne, let me just be, let me give you a visual, you know, when you're like breaking out and you feel texture on your skin mm-hmm. and although the pimples aren't completely obvious, yeah, you can still feel them coming in. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw in my body. And I, I had this clear visual of myself just laying down. But I saw myself beneath the skin. And I do the eight gates meditation with Umber. She has a she has a plethora of different meditations out there. And so I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with the idea of the visual of getting, you know, into the body going beneath the skin into the bones all the things. And I remember seeing myself beneath my skin and seeing texture throughout certain areas. And as you were moving, I could see, I could see where you were moving because every space was, it felt like I was watching all these pimples pop within my body. And I just saw like splats of energy just like leave and like leave and dissipate. Like they were, it was gone. And then I saw it move and then I saw more leave. And and, it, and at one point I almost saw like a wave of just like, imagine like a roller pushing down on the skin and everything just coming up, all the fucking you know, oh, wow. all the pimples popping. That's uh-huh. what I'm seeing. And I saw it over my, my. Um, I was watching it and I was getting orange and green. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I'm thinking sacral, I'm thinking heart chakra. And of course this was, you know, uh, has the last year been easy on anyone? No, I don't think no. so. It definitely needed to rework some energy in there. But to me, that was so enjoyable and I felt like it was working because I I don't just get random ass visuals like that and to see it so clearly 
And I really like that that visual that it gave me because mm-hmm. I've never thought of my emotional blockages as just like stored energy pimples in my body, but it total it makes a lot of sense for my brain. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, uh, like, this is the first time I'm hearing this, and it's, like, it's so cool how everyone's experience is so different. So different. Uh, but every every energetic body is different. Of course, mm-hmm. it's going to be different, you know? Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing the work that you do. It's truly a light worker. Truly, it's it's beautiful to take one's pain and turn it into a desire to help others yeah it's um it's really something that I love and thank you so much for saying that because you know sometimes I have my moments where I'm like is this what I'm supposed to be doing and then I'll have a session with someone and it's like there's no price there's no dollar amount Mm -hmm. that can give me the satisfaction of helping someone and just elevating Mm. them and myself, you know, because every session I'm learning something about myself as well. Oh, beautiful. So as a practitioner, what stones do you keep on you? Do you keep any on you? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, So I have a lot of protection. I have a lot of um, obsidian banger. Yeah, I have a, a lot of obsidian on it. Is there any specific places where you keep your black stones? Um, so I do keep, gosh, I keep some. So I keep all the stones that I use for the Reiki session. Uh-huh. They're on my altar. So I have a an, an altar with my grandmothers on it. And oh, they're like the keepers of my energy your sacred energy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i keep a lot of my stones there um i keep a lot of like my obsidian and my onyx and my rainbow obsidian usually on me or very near me beautiful um i have amethyst like all over the place because (laughs) that's like my that's uh, my stone like the fact when you sent me that amethyst i was like in tears because that it was my grandmother's um birthstone her favorite stone she loved purple so i have i have amethyst like everywhere in the front of my house in the back of my house um i have a lot of lapis okay banger royalty luxury let's go um i have a lot of lapis um celestite oh i love that stone that's the stone for it always reminds me that um divine timing Mm -hmm. that everything happens when it's supposed to happen you are always at the right place right time there's no need to rush and the present moment is all we have yeah and i have tiger's eye i have a a few tiger's eye pieces beautiful orange calcite heavy on it yeah these are the ones that i use on my um on my sessions but um labradorite i have labradorite by my bed and i have labradorite palm stone Oh, such a beautiful protective stone. Lapidolite, I have that as a palm stone that keeps me like calm. Oh, gorge. It's like the lavender one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my faves. Dude, I always keep selenite on deck. That... I miss, I, I'm not even going to cap, I miss the selenite that you bought off of me. <laughs> I have it. So um, when I do uh, Reiki sessions, I have it underneath the table. Oh, and nice. then, but she sleeps in my room. <laughs> nice. That's where she and sleeps. It's so, I have a, I have a, a nice piece in my room too. You got to. It's so, that's one of my favorite stones for real. To anyone who's wondering what stone they should keep on them. I love celestite, selenite. And all the black stones, mm-hmm. for sure, for, for sure. sure. Uh, works for everybody, everybody. And I think it's like a, a great gift, too, for anyone. I always love to keep small pieces and just hand them out mm-hmm. you know, when when you have, like, a good encounter with someone. Like, the other day, someone paid for my coffee. 
Oh, that's so nice. And so I was just like, okay, well, here, you take this then, you know? Ugh, yeah. Love people. Man, thank you so much, Nicole. I'm going to leave it open for you to say anything else that you would like to about your services, what you, you know, bring to your sessions, whatever you'd like to talk about, whatever you'd like to close off with. Thank you so much for being so open and receptive to my questions. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really, I just love talking to you. You're so great. Um, I love you. I love you. I just want to say that, um, you know, sessions are, are definitely, my books are open. I try to accommodate people. I'm really more open to the Reiki. I also offer platicas, which are um, just conversations. So if you just need to talk to somebody or you need somebody are to you listen. Are Spanish? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. So if you want a platica, you want to, you know, you need somebody to listen to you or you want to talk. Um, I offer that as a service because I think that people need that. Obviously, I'm not a licensed therapist or anything like that. But if you need help finding resources in your area, whatever you need help with, we could use that time for me to help you in any way. Uh, Reiki. Um, I don't have candle magic on the books right now because I need to make more candles. I do offer tarot but my tarot style is um not for everyone so um, i do my tarot readings via email and i really focus on the emotions and the chakras that come up from the cards so that's kind of how i read um i'm all about the energy so that's kind of my style. I like to tap in. Cancer into... sun, cancer moon. She'd be intuitive with it. She'd be with the feels. Yeah, I'm going to give you homework. I'm going to tell you um, I can be a little a little intense with how I come at you. Like some people are like, I've had people get really upset with me when I tell them. I don't like to do love readings. I'll be super real because people mm-hmm. like have an expectation. It's like you already know that this person is not good for you. And I'm going to tell you that you deserve better and you deserve love and you deserve respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. I'm I'm very motherly. I'm here to help. And again, I'm not here for you to depend on me. I'm here to walk with you. That is um that is what I'm here for to just walk with you so that you can heal yourself and elevate your consciousness and create that ripple in your life and in someone else's life and in the lives of everyone around you. Mm, you are so sweet, Nicole. So, so sweet. I'm so thankful to know you. I'm seriously so proud of all the work that you've done, all the, the, the content that you've put out there. Okay. Switching it up on us every now and then. <laughs> fresh it's hella venus and gemini it's hella me and so just know that every single time spent on anything that you've done it's it's contributed the universe uses you in a multiple through multiple mediums and i think it's beautiful to watch thank you so much always support you for sure thank you ah Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, Nicole is my Reiki girl. I wouldn't be going to anyone else. I don't think I would trust anyone else with this body. Y'all know how I be. <laughs> and from personal experience, baby, it's only getting better out here. This, the this days are sunnier, okay? The vibes yes. are higher. The bags are bigger. Let's go. Let's go. I love you. I hope you have a good night, okay? I love you, too. Have a great night. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We'll do another one soon. Inshallah with Sam. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm, How to speak it into existence. Good night. Good night. Love you. Love you.